Hi, I'm Sean O. McCarthy, founding editor of The Comics Comic, found wherever you can type The Comics Comic into your electronic devices. Welcome to Last Things First, the show that asks comedians about the historic lasts and firsts in their lives as their comedy careers have blossomed, from young people with dreams to adult people living those dreams, or still dreaming. Questions both big and small are asked and answered. It's hopefully both amusing and illuminating. Julio Torres described himself as a space prince before casting himself as a chocolate prince in the surreal bilingual TV series Los Espookies, which he co-created, co-wrote, and co-stars in for HBO. Originally from El Salvador, Torres first moved to New York City to study at the New School. After his funny friends helped him with his immigration process, he joined the most American of comedy institutions, Saturday Night Live, as a writer, where he's been known for his distinctive short films that have filled us in on Wells for Boys, The Font Papyrus, and The Inner Thoughts of a Sink. Torres animates even more objects in his first solo comedy special, My Favorite Shapes, which premieres on HBO in August 2019. I had only a few minutes of alone time with Julio at HBO headquarters, so let's get to it! So, Julio, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of questions and not a lot of time, which is kind of like your special. You had a yeah, lot of shapes and not a lot of time. Not a lot of time. So, let, so let's get to it. Um, the first time I uh, really got to know you was when you were in the process of getting your visa, uh-huh. with the whole legalize yeah. Julio campaign. Okay. And it strikes me that in the five years since then, you're in much better shape now than I mean, you were then. I am. <laughs> Yeah. How how does where you are now compare with what you thought life in America was going to be for you five years ago? Well, I was always hopeful. So I I was always hopeful. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I don't think I would have gone through that whole thing had I not hoped slash expected things to improve. Uh, and now that I, I, you know, get to make a living out of doing the things that I love to do. Right. Um, and I'm, you know, have nothing to worry immigration was, technically. Uh, <laughs> right, we I, are in, in as, as much as the you... looming cloud as, of uh, the, the, the moods of our leader. And not but, just the little literal clouds outside New York yeah, City this afternoon, but... Right. Right. As much as anything is certain, nothing is certain these exactly, days. Exactly. Exactly. Um, uh, but, but I, I, I do. I mean, I do go back and fully knowing that, and realizing that no one accomplished anything alone. Mm-hmm. People paid your money to that thing, and that's why I'm here. Right. But if you had a five-year plan back then, did it include creating, starring, writing your own HBO series and a having an hour special? A version of that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> That's impressive. I don't know that it would have said with Fred Armisen and HBO. Right. But yeah. But somewhere. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. So we're on the right path. Yeah. Um, Everything is going according to plan. <laughs> one of the things I love Down about to the weather. One of the things I love about Ghost of Spookies is that at times it feels as though you and Anna are both in entirely different series from the actual <laughs> show. Yeah. Right, there's a show about a group of four people who are horror right. fans. Yeah. But then you're in this entirely different show, and then Anna and then is in a world of her own. Yeah. How, de- right. how deliberate 
is all it was, it was not deliberate, but it is the obvious result of two writer performers mm-hmm. <laughs> who, you know, have most of their experiences doing solo performances and shows. Uh, so you're like, yeah. so it's like, oh, I guess there has to be a B plot and a C plot. Yes. And that's just all me being the chocolate prince and right. Anna is doing whatever Anna is doing. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> I remember I, I asked you when we, we met up at Alamo Draft House for mm-hmm. those spookies about the idea of not paying attention to what people think of you or your work. Mm-hmm. Does that still hold true after one season is in yeah. the can? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it does. How do you... How do you maintain that in this era where everybody's has an opinion and voices it? Yeah. Um, I think that as I truly, as long as I am satisfied and believe in the work that I'm doing, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and how do you maintain that confidence? Not going crazy on the internet is one way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. You joke about being an atheist, but you said that, and then the lightning bolt just yeah. <laughs> struck the building. Exactly, not caring about what anyone <laughs> says. Lightning bolt. Um, in your in your special, your first HBO special, not your first special, because you have a half hour from Comedy Central. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the sh- the shape that struck me the most mm. was the action figure from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Prolo. Because, precisely because he has a specific date time stamp to him. As a Happy Meal figure, that's mm-hmm. the summer of 96. Mm-hmm. So you're nine. Mm-hmm. So what is... Like all the other, sh- all the other the shapes that you have, they could be They're timeless. timeless. But yes. this one, it comes from a very specific place in time in your life. Yeah, it's humanizing. Yeah, how <laughs> how important was that shape for you, in terms of like understanding your own uh, gender identity, your own <laughs> place, <laughs> your own. Well, you joke, you make you make jokes about you make jokes about the character. Yes, yeah. But, uh, but in terms of like how you how you viewed the world and how you felt the world viewed you. Um, right. I ha- I've always had a strong sense of self. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've always felt supported by my parents. But I feel like created this little bubble around me as a child because I knew that my immediate proximity by, may not be so okay with mm-hmm. me. So I was always off in a corner, quietly doing my own thing. Which is funny enough, something that I have continued doing career-wise now. Right, the whole show, in, in one sense, is a, a little kid playing in his or her room with the objects yeah. in the room. Which is how I feel I went about SNL in the same way. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know, I don't know about, like, I, n- I don't think I ever made a direct correlation between, like, Frollo and... Uh, <laughs> and the growth like, of young Julio. And the growth of young Julio, but just, like, the idea of playing and, like, mm-hmm. being sensitive and uh, not dismissing thing as... Uh, not dismissing a thing as what as the thing that it appears, but just th- taking a moment and thinking a little 
a, a little more about everything. Right. What is a square? Yeah. What is a square? <laughs> that said, there's there's Andres in Los Spookies has very Frollo like um, uh, mannerisms and sensitivity. Oh, I hadn't yeah. thought about that. Um, and there are three there are three shapes that get their own uh, cutaway dial monologues. Mm-hmm. That are voiced by people, not you. Yes. Um, and they're all uh, former SNL hosts. Yes. So I'd be remiss if I didn't ask: Were those initially pitched as SNL? No. Shorts. No. 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 Okay. No, 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 they weren't. Because no. they could have easily been. They could have easily been like this. Uh, Emily Blunt voiced the sink. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was because of that that Dave said, "Well, how about you?" Pick or you think about if there's any moments in the show as you have it currently mm-hmm. where we cut to a little video oh. of hearing the inner thoughts of these objects and then those three seem like the logical ones and then the casting was immediate in my head <laughs> so then emails mm-hmm. and so there was no <laughs> emails and DMs and then did you did you get your first choice for all of them or was yeah. it hard? okay yeah I don't want to spoil it for people Sure. Unless you want to talk about each or any of those. I'll leave it up to you. Some some outlets have spoiled it, some haven't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I just went as far as saying that they they were all SNL hosts. Let's leave it like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> how how do you manage to as a performer who likes to stay in your bubble? Mhm. How do you manage to fit into this larger framework that is the Lorne Michaels weekly television product. The, that's a really funny alternative title. Uh, <laughs> hey, um, how do I? Uh, the, that's a really funny title. <laughs> because as, because as much as people WP. well, as much as people think of it as Saturday Night Live, people have come and gone. Sure, but it's always been Lorne. Yes, and it's always been. We do things not because it's well, great. Immediate, we do things because it's Saturday at eleven thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, everything fits into a certain mold, right. even he's, the pers- even though the personalities change. I'm not so. the first, and won't be the last person to do off the beaten path sketches for mm-hmm. that show. And I and I have I feel very privileged that I have been a voice that was quickly embraced and protected by him and the show at large. So. Uh, did you I was ha- very welcomed. Did you have any overlap with Mike O'Brien, who I guess had been... I did not. Okay, because no. he had been doing his own... Yes. ...off-kilter yeah. pieces before. Yeah, he's fantastic. What advice would you have, uh, since I see people looming, yes. what advice would you have to younger comedians, whether they're uh, Americans or Central Americans or mm-hmm. non-Americans, mm-hmm. <laughs> what advice would you have for them about... Staying true to their own voice comedically. Do not th- maybe not think about like car- the, a career path mm-hmm. before they think about what they actually want to do creatively. Meaning, think about the content first, and then think about having a show or an agent or a manager or any of that, because those things will hopefully fall into place once you have like something to show. How how does that translate into your own? work now thinking forward to a second season of Losa Spookies? 
Are you open to any and all possibilities when you get in back in the room with Anna and yeah, Fred? Whatever, whatever, whatever tickles us. <laughs> yeah. This episode of the Comics Comic Presents Last Things First was produced by Alex Brazell at Showbiz Studios. The music by Camille Harris and Shockwave, logo by Giggle Chick. Please check out my website, thecomicscomic.com, for more interviews, reviews, and comedy news. Become a paid subscriber at patreon.com. I'm your host, Sean McCarthy. Thanks for listening. Things first.